actually rock reading Dolores Boston's book day chapter 11. What's wrong? Kayla asked the second day he got off the phone. His mouth went tight and he squeezed his eyes shut for a moment before he answered. It's Misty, he found it. Grayson had flagged her bank account. It's routine when monitoring a suspect who might try to flee. Kayla was about to argue that suspect label, but they discussed and had her holding her tongue and waiting. About 20 minutes ago, Misty cleared out her account. The detective at SAPD immediately tried to call her, but she didn't answer herself. So the detective called her apartment. Misty's roommate answered and told him that Misty had packed up and left. Dave Faust. Kayla, she stole her roommate's gun. Oh, mercy, not this, not now. What the heck was Misty thinking? This would only make her look guiltier, if that was possible. SAPD is looking for her. Dade added. Of course they would, and they would drag her back in for questioning. Kayla didn't know which she feared most. That her sister was in danger, or that Misty was running because she had some part in the two attacks. Kayla's breath broke before she could choke back the sound, and just like that, Dade was there, gathering her up into his arms. She's my sister, Kayla managed to say. And that seemed to be enough explanation because Dade only made a sympathetic sound of agreement. I want her safe. I don't want her out there running around with a gun. Day nine. We'll find her. The fear must have flashed through her eyes because Day took his head. Don't go there. He just We'll find her and talk to her. That's all. Please, she begged. Tell them not to shoot her. No need to tell them that because cops know she's scared and on the run. They're trained to handle situations like this, Kayla. His voice was so calm, so reassuring, and Kayla believed him because the alternative was too hard to accept. It'll be okay, he promised. They brushed a kiss on her temple and put, pulled back so they were out of eye. It was always a dangerous stance for them because it also meant they were close to being mouth to mouth. I can't believe this is happening, Kayla whispered. That included Misty, the attacks, and yes, even this bizarre attraction today. I'm terrified for my sister, and I miss Robbie so much. It breaks my heart to know that he's in danger. He's just a baby. Yeah, he used the pad of his thumb to swipe a strand of hair away from her face. Like everything else, the embrace, the temple kiss, the simple touch, all those things seemed far too intimate. Ditto for the way Dade dipped his head. Kayla braced herself for a bone-melting kiss, but with Dade's mouth and breath closing in on her, he only shook his head. Let me call Grayson and see how close he is to securing things with the new safe house. Dade took out a cell, pressed in some numbers, and then put the call in Baker. Grayson, it's me, he said when his brother is. Everything is okay, he immediately I have two Texas Rangers and Rootin' once they're here. I can head out to pick up some supplies, and we can make arrangements to bring Kayla out here. Sure, what Grayson said, but it was hard to concentrate because in the background she also heard her son. Ralphie was laughing. I need to say hello to him, Kayla insisted. Grayson didn't argue, and soon the sound of Robbie's laughter got closer and closer. Hi, Robbie, it's Mommy. Kayla tried to keep the fear out of her voice. Not easy to do, but she obviously succeeded because Robbie scooped with delight. He's been a really good boy, Connie let her know. That put a lump in her head. Tell him I love him and that I'll see him soon. Kayla moved away from the phone so that Robbie wouldn't hear her cry. Dade talked with his brother a while longer, and judging from the conversation, they were working out how she would be transported from town and out to the new safe house. Of course, she would have to be back in Silver Creek to testify if Charles did get a trial delay, that is. You okay? Dade asked when he ended the call. He slipped his phone in his pocket and pulled her into his arm. No. Kayla didn't even try to lie to Dade. 
Besides, you can see your tears. Just one of them off. Kids are tough. Robbie probably thinks this is some kind of adventure. He's safe, and right now, that's all that matters. Dade was right. Thanks to Grayson and him, they had her son out of danger, and she, too, was safe in Dade's arms. I keep ending up here, she whispered the corner of his Yeah, eventually we'll have to do something about that. But it didn't sound as if he intended for that something to include staying away from her. Just the opposite. They lowered his head, leaned in, just as there was a knock at the door. They flew apart, but not before the visitor got a good look at their near lip lock. Nate, they greeted his twin. Nate nodded, but there was no greeting in his eyes with the rest of his body. He obviously didn't prove what he'd walked in on, and why would he? Nate still lumped her in the same category as Preston and Charles. We located Brennan, Nate explained, sounding old cop. Texas Ranger is escorting him, him here. Funny, when Kayla had seen Nate on the computer screen during Misty's interview, he looked calm and in charge, but in person, she could see the nerves right there at the surface. Nate had that violent intensity in spades. His lawyer has filed a motion to throw out Flynn's confession, Nate added. On what grounds? Miss Burkhart claims that Flynn's instant mentally stable, that he'd had several stints in psychiatric facilities, and that when he interrogated him, he was in need of his medication. She also says you exaggerated Flynn's condition by lying to him about his son. Kayla wanted to curse him. Please tell me he's not going to walk. She's like, that man tried to kill us, and he put my baby in grave danger. Something went through Nate's icy gray eyes. Sympathy, maybe because he too was brain. I'll do everything humanly possible to keep him behind bars. Nate early scrubbed his hand over his face. Gesture that reminded her of Dave. They weren't identical, but they were like it so many ways. What about the guy Flynn mentioned? What about the gun Flynn mentioned? Data. Is the lawyer trying to kill the warrant? She wasn't fast enough. Nate didn't smile exactly, but there's some relief in Nate's expression. SAPD already has it, and officers are heading over to Flynn's place now. The warrant allows them to search only the safe, though, so let's hope Flynn wasn't lying. Yes, and while they were hoping, Kayla added that maybe the gun could be used to put Flynn and Charles behind bars for the rest of their lives. Is this lawyer working to keep Charles out on bond? Kayla asked. Probably. Until the question of Flynn's sanity is decided, we can act in good faith and hold Brennan. Of course, with his connections, he might be able to find a judge who will speed through the sanity decision. So they might not have much time. I like to be there when you interrogate Charles. Maybe I can rile him up that he'll admit to something wrong. Nate shook his head and moved back. Can't do that. One thing, Darcy Burkhart won't allow it. So the attorney's name like the worst of profanity. They stepped out. Well, when Kayla looked into the office, she saw why Charles was there. We have to follow the rules to a T, Nate said to her. His voice whispered now. I don't want to give Brennan a chance at a free pass, but then Nate stepped aside. However, there is no law against you speaking to your father-in-law if you happen to run into him. Like now, for instance. Kayla nodded. Thank you. It was a concession that Nate didn't have to allow her. Now she only hoped she could do something with it. She maneuvered around Dade and Nate and started up the hall. There was a Texas Ranger on Charles's right side, and they stopped when Charles did. Charles had to call to smile at Kayla, pretty as a picture, he purred. I was nearly a dead picture. Someone tried to kill me again. She didn't wait for him to deny it. Kayla got closer and leaned You might think you hold the cards, but you don't. If you ever want to see your grandson again, then the higher guns stop now. 
course, she never intended for Bobby to be in the same vicinity as his grandfather, but her son was the only leverage she had. His smile faded. I would never endanger my grandson, and I will see him one way or another. Not if you're behind bars, she fired back. Your hair gun rolled on you, Charles. Danny Flynn said you sent him to kill me. Finger flashed across his face and quickly left as the smile had done. Flynn's a lunatic and a liar. I fired him, you know, weeks ago, and this is all to get back at me. She hated that the lies came so easily to him and hated the sound of the woman's footsteps behind her. Kayla knew it was the attorney and the woman would soon put an end to this. Who helped you put this attacks together? Kayla demanded if she prayed he didn't say her sister's name. Was it Winston Calhoun? This conversation is over, Mrs. Burkhart said. Miss Burkhart said before she even reached them. But Kayla didn't give up. Who was it? She latched on the hard on Charles. Clary Collins? Still no reaction, so Kayla tried to get Alan Bowers. Now there was a reaction. Charles smiled over to Alan, he remembered. Now there's a man with secrets. He leaned and put his mouth to her. Ask him if he's had anything to drink lately. I think he preferred scotch on the rocks. Kayla pulled back, shook her head. What the heck does that mean? But Charles didn't get a chance to answer. The attorney wrenched him out of Kayla's grip and marched him down the hall toward the interrogation room. Nate and the ranger were right behind him. What was that about? Nate asked. Kayla had to shake her head again. I'm not sure. Charles could be trying to put the blame on Alan. Maybe that's where the blame should be. I'll talk to Alan again, Data assured her, and he phoned the other deputy, Melissa Garza. Mel, as they called her, he asked her to round up the available suspects for another interrogation. Good. Kayla wanted them questioned them questioned again, but this could all be part of the game. No accomplice, just Charles and his two gunmen, Flynn and Sylvani. One of them dead and the other was in custody. She wanted to believe that meant things were looking up, but they were dealing with Charles here. Dade started down the hall, but first he grabbed the picture of his grandfather from his desk. I'd like to try a little experiment, he explained. Caught up with the others and ducked into the interrogation room where Mason and Nate were with Charles and his attorney. He handed the picture to Nate and whispered something that Kayla couldn't hear. Let's watch. They caught onto her and led her into the room where the two -way mirror, with the two-way mirror. She watched as Dade set the photo in front of Charles. Nate didn't say a word, even when both Charles and Miss Burkhart gave him questioning glances. What am I supposed to do with this? Charles looked look at it. Nate for see if you recognize anyone. Nate suddenly looked calmed and in control. Mason, on the other hand, looked like himself, as if he preferred to beat a confession out of Charles. Kayla was in Mason's camp right now and wished that could happen. Charles did pick up the picture and a thin smile moved over him. Your grandfather, he said without hesitation. Complex man. Beside her arm was Nick's Nate. Today, she felt him stiffen. Inside the interrogation room, Mason and Nate had similar reactions. You knew Chet McMorn? Nate asked. What, what does this have to do with my client's current situation, Ms. Burkhardt? Nothing. Charles assured her and he pushed the photo away. Nate cursed. He said those files from his office were missing. Kayla nodded. But I doubt he destroyed them. He probably has storage facilities somewhere. When things settle down here, I'll look and see what I can find. That left Kayla with a sickening feeling. Everything Charles touched turned bad, and she hoped he hadn't had any kind of connection with Dave's grandfather. It was obvious Dave loved Chet McMorn, and Charles shouldn't be able to hurt the few good childhood memories that Dave and his brothers had about the man. She remembered the silver contour in her pocket and eased her hand over it. It was silly, but just having the piece of Dave so close to her made her feel better. But it was more than that. She was starting to feel protective of his family, as if she had some right to protect 
some need, and she couldn't feel that way. That was a sure path to a broken heart. Charles' lawyer started the session with some legal sees about the validation of Flynn's confession. Nate countered with some legal sees of his own, and only then did Kayla remember that Nate had a law degree as well. Kayla was trying to sort through what they were saying when Deputy Mel approached in the doorway. She held out the phone for Nate. SAPD calling about the search warrant, the deputy explained. I figured you'd want to talk to them. Dade practically snatched the phone from her hand. Deputy Dade Ryland. Kayla moved closer, trying to hear the conversation, but the discussion had been piped in from the interrogation room, blocked out whatever was being said. Plus, Dade wasn't giving anything away. He was just listening. Do that ASAP, Dade instructed. And the end of the call. Did they find anything in the safe? Kayla immediately asked. Yeah, Dade turned to the door. Now let's see if it's important to this investigation. That's all Dade said before he turned the camera on and darted out and into the interrogation room next door. His entrance grabbed everyone's attention and the lawyer was no doubt on the verge of projecting when Dade bracketed his hands on the interrogation table got right in Charles' face. SAPD just executed the search warrant on Danny Flint's safe. And he waited, the seconds crawling by. So? The lawyer and Charles said in unison. Dade glanced at his brother. They found a gun. A thirty-eight. And a spent bullet. Kayla couldn't believe it. Flynn had told the truth. Well, about that anyway. What do you know about the gun? Dave demanded. Charles pulled back his shoulders. His only reaction before he shrugged. I know nothing about it. And when you test it, as sure you will, still won't be able to link it to me. Because I didn't have anything to do with that gun or anything else in Flynn's safe. They didn't pull back. That's because you're a coward. You hire people to do your killing. The lawyer objected, of course. Nate countered that objection. While they were engaging in verbal banter, Dade and Charles just stared at each other. Except Charles' expression was more of a glare now. Good. Dade had managed to hit a nerve, and that wasn't easy to do. Kayla went closer to the tiny speaker mounted on the wall so she wouldn't miss any of the conversation. If the gun's not connected to you, Dade said to him, then why would you disgruntled former employee lead us right to it? Charles' glare softened, and the cockiness returned. You want me to guess why a nut job would keep a gun and shell case it in a safe? Sure. Guess. Dade had some cockiness, too. I think Flynn was hiding the secret. Charles calmly provided. What kind of secret? Dade demanded over the protest of the attorney. Charles waved off his lawyer, then smiled a smile that only he and Satan could have managed. Just guessing here, mind you, Charles said, his voice low and calculated. But I think it's a secret that could bring you Ryland boys to your knees. End of chapter 11. Hope you liked it.